passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Sterling, good morning, man. Happy Thanksgiving, since we won't get to talk to you tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving to you and Tommy. And, and guys, last night's game, I was very impressed with the team. Uh, I was impressed with their defense for the most part. Uh seemed like they got some back screens a few times, where we didn't call out, call out the screens probably and well, had a little bit of miscommunication. That's but, a great I point. Mean, that's a great point because what happened, I was telling Tommy this last night, they're running basically a pin down for, um, and I, I, call, I keep forgetting his name, is it Cockerman, Bockerman, what, what's his name again, Tommy? They're big man. He's like 7-1 or whatever. Cockbrenner. Yeah, Cockbrenner. And what was happening is Devo was on Shireman, and he didn't want to leave Shireman, and so he didn't help. You had Trevin Brazil had four fouls, so he didn't really want to fight over the screen and pick up that fourth. And you had two or three easy layups, easy dunks for for Cockbrenner, and that was really one of those really well played designs for McDermott. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but I just wanted to go over last night. Oh no, no problem, no problem, Ty. Any, any, go go right ahead. But I mean, I was very impressed with the defensive effort. I was very impressed, impressed with Black. Uh, and you know, if we can shoot, if we shoot like that, this team's gonna be very dangerous. Now that's been my main concern. Uh, I figured the defense, I didn't think they'd be as good defensively as they are right now, this early. I thought this would come along like late, so I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to get better from this point. So if the defense don't get better, and if they can, if they go to shoot 40%, now, guys, that's good shoot. I'll take that. And especially what I thought we were going to be, what kind of, how bad we were going to be shooting the ball. And if we end up shooting 40% from three and take good shots and things like the ones we missed, but just, it's mostly bad shot selection on the threes, more so than anything. I mean, we missed one wide open one that could have tied the game at the end. But other than that's the only good one that I thought that I thought we missed. The only real, real great look. I, I'm very impressed. I mean, you know, apparently, I know we'll never know because nobody will ever tell us. But apparently, 
must have went down to Austin and sabotaged that game. <laughs> uh, like Chuck Daddy did, the dream team. Yep. They played the college team. So I ain't saying Texas is good. I mean, I ain't saying they're not that good, but because we saw what they did against Gonzaga, you know, Texas is great. And if you go down there and sabotage the team, you're going to get beat 30. So uh, I, I'm very, very impressed with, with, how, with how far they are at this point. Now, if they stay at this point from here on out, I mean, they'll still be a good team, but that would be a disappointment. But I did not expect to see this team look this good, especially without Smith already. So, I mean, the sky's, the sky's the limit. And I ain't trying to, you know, you mean I don't blow sunshine for no reason, folks. I mean, I know I'm a little bit of a homer, but who, who's not? I'm a diehard fan, but I don't blow smoke. And this, this team is looking good, looking good. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I didn't expect this to them to look like this in November. And Tommy and Ty, when y'all did that post game show this early in the season, great idea. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank your sponsors, even though I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Great job, guys, on the post game show. The, you, want mean, guys, you want to do it tonight? You want to do tonight, Sterling? We're looking eleven forty five. Yeah, we're, we're looking for some uh, volunteers for tonight's post game show. Shoot, I'd be shoot, I'd be glad to do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother me not one bit. You you don't know who you're talking to. I know you're exactly who I'm talking I to. Jump right on it. Seasoned professional, I jump right I mean, on it. Yeah, seasoned professional. Hey, have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we won't be around tonight. It's it's just uh, we're going to do Thanksgiving right, stuff. But we'll every Saturday in December we'll be on, assuming there's not a bowl game on the 17th, which is a possibility. And then starting with the LSU game, there's 19 games from then forward. Every conference game and that Baylor game. For the regular season and then uh, you know postseason after that, so we'll be here for most of them all season long. And I'm excited to do these as we've done these first two games, Sterling. You made a great point. The fact that Nick Smith is still not playing, they're this good defensively and this sound. I thought Myron Medcalf, college football, college basketball analyst for ESPN, put it best. No team wants to see Arkansas in March. They don't. I mean, they're watching this team right now, all these freshmen, all these transfers, and how they've gelled this quickly. They're like, man. I don't want to see what this team looks like in March. Now, I know injuries and other things can have an impact on several months from now, but it has been a joy to watch this team to this point in time, what they've done, and I'm really excited to see what this team can reach at its full potential when Anthony Black comes back, or excuse me, when Nick Smith Jr. comes back. Well, and that's, you know, that's the, the point everybody's going to make is, boy, the, you know, how well they've played. It's, it's the obvious point. It's the one that's the elephant in the room that has to be pointed out but there are still some things with this team that i'm sure that you know muscleman on a short turnaround tonight against they're going by the way going to play san diego state there's a ton of ties between muss and southern california that we know and uh his dad and uh the coaching staff at san diego state i was reading some of that early this morning this will be another top 20 matchup that's going to happen tonight so uh we'll dive into that a little bit more but this is another game of, of importance so you got a disappointing bitter loss but you need to, to kind of get your stuff together here because tonight's game matters too. Maybe from a from a ratings or a ranking perspective, maybe not as much, and it's not for the championship, but this is another big net rankings game tonight against another quality opponent. The top 20 match. That's why you went to Hawaii to play teams like this. You were talking about it last night. No one wanted to get on that plane ride home with Muss oh. on the way home. And if oh. you watched either Prescott. So I listened to 
his conversation with Chuck Bear and Matt and Matt Zimmerman after it was, I think, a minute and ten seconds, and then the uh, post game press conference, he fielded two questions, and the sports media down there in Hawaii was too petrified to ask him anything else, and then he walked out. He was ticked off. He was frustrated. He was mad, and I, I think he was validated. He felt like they should have won last night. You competed, you brought it, and you came up a little short. I like the point that JT in Laurel, Mississippi, texts in. Happy Thanksgiving, JT. Anthony Black and Nick Smith are going to be a deadly duo. We've seen it's been more of the Ricky Council and Anthony Black show. I think Ricky's making him some money the way he's played. He showed that he's expanded his game from the sixth man of the year last year in the American Conference at Wichita State to now really uh, stepping in for the injured Nick Smith. But it's not just a duo, it's a trio. And then you've got guys like Trevor Brazil two days ago. He had one point. Last night he goes for double digits, including three triples. You don't know where it's coming. One of these guys can step up each and every game, and that's exactly what you saw last night. Back to the phones. JR is with us. JR, good morning. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We're good, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. You know what? It's a fair statement to say that the officiating in that game may not have caused us to lose, but you have to call a spade for a spade. And when you take a full TV timeout, and then probably 45 seconds of live time to review that foul call on Brazil on his fourth foul for that hook and pull or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was totally bogus. I mean, that that was that was a really poor decision. I don't know if you can can you take a foul back in college basketball like you can pick the flag up off the field. They can't call flopping on that, can they? I mean, it wasn't a flop. It wasn't a flop, no, but so. no, no. What I'm saying is, can you can you you know how you can pick a flag up in football in college? You know, there's no foul. They can pick a flag up. Can you take a foul off the, the of a person? The rule book generally allows you to upgrade. So generally what you're going to see officials do is what they, they're they going to call a common foul on the floor, and then they're going to review it, and if they feel it needs to be upgraded, that's how that process works in college basketball. The monitor's there okay. to review. Um, but you, know, you can't un- uncall. You no, can't there uncall. Are, there are situations where you can, uh, when you realize, hey, there was nothing there, and you can, you can take that back, but it's generally when you've called a flagrant and you want to back that down because you know that the video evidence proves otherwise but that's generally why you take the i guess the most conservative approach if you will the the the, the, the uh the least amount of punishment and then you, you use the replay to to get it to escalate it if need be do you think there was anything there jr do you think trevin fouled you know well you know what I, I don't think there was anything there how many times did we see it before they went to commercial break and then they spent another 45 50 seconds after live well, play Still reviewing it. And I mean, they, that, I, there me. was clearly not a hook and hold, but there was clearly a hold. Ah, it was uncatchable. Oh uh, man, there was, was no un- hold there. It was uncatchable, Jr. Even if there was, know, it was uncatchable. But, I know, but he never, he never held him. I mean, that was crazy. I mean, I don't know how many glasses, set of eyes you need to look at that. There was no hold there. I mean, but whatever. I you need guys to, have a good Thanksgiving. Hey, you too, definitely buddy. one they could have left alone. But I mean, to say there was zero there, I don't think is. Is right either. I need to go back and listen to that point because I think what drives Chuck up the wall more than anything is the extended and long longevity of replays, and I can only imagine how tense it, that well, broadcast was getting at that point. Here's in time. what we we, we got to understand: you don't just walk over as an official to the monitor and everything's just teed up, ready to go. You know, you're you're dependent on the TV truck and DV Sport and all these people to get you the looks and the angles, and I don't know what. You know, I'm sure they're using DV Sport over there, which is basically the the standard, the, the company that provides all the stuff. But, you know, the officials, 
don't you know they they can't control the speed in which they get the angles and get the looks. So I'm of the belief that there should be time limits, if you will, until like the last four minutes of the game. Then in the last four minutes, you know, take all the time you need. And the rule book says in the last two minutes the opportunity to go look at a, a bigger variety of plays, a lot more different situations come available for replay. Replay can't look at just anything and everything. But the timing issues and and uh, whether or not someone was in the arc or not in the arc, all some of those things that are not available, the other 38 minutes become available in the last two. Why is that? Because there's not enough possessions in a game that if a mistake is made, and the idea that officials are going to be perfect and not make a mistake or not you know meet all of our standard because all the experts, all of us are sitting at home, you know, that's why they, the last four minutes of the game, you want to be as perfect as you can. That's why replay allows you more leeway to get it right because there's not enough possessions left in the basketball game to overcome something that might be incorrect. With 16.42 to go in the second half even, there's plenty of time to overcome one, one or two mistakes. We deliver a perfect radio broadcast mm-hmm. every morning. They can't do... An easy 40 minutes. There's no. There's never been a perfect show, Ty. We're still striving. There's never been a perfect show. Text in from Ryan in Georgetown, Texas. He's okay with the outcome last night. Young guys are showing a lot of grit. This team never gave up last night, Ryan. I agree with you. He thinks they're going to be title contenders by years in if everyone stays healthy. I think that was a, another point of last night's game is there was a lot of respect you gained from the national media. All I ever hear, and it's true to some extent, not so much in basketball and baseball, but I think that a lot of times you're overlooked, particularly in football. And last night, in a loss, Jay Billis talked more positive things about the Razorbacks than he did about Crane last night. Don't believe me? Go back and listen to the broadcast. Even after the game, he is just absolutely giving lavish praise to this basketball team. In a loss, this. They did this. Anthony Black is this. You've got a guy. If there's one guy on that college game day set that's going to be pushing to go to Fayetteville, it's Jay Billis. Back to the phones. Jimmy is in Conway. Jimmy, good morning, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Top of the morning. Hey, I'm going to... Anthony Black, that young man is uh, winning the hearts and minds of the Arkansas fans. No quit in him. He is He is just, his instincts are great, and he doesn't quit. I love that. Love watching him play. I would have I liked to have seen uh, maybe a Kamani Johnson get in there and rough it up with their big man <laughs> last night. You yeah. know, every team needs it. And, you know, I like Kamani, but he's kind of a, a thug. He gets in there, well, and he does the dirty work, and he's he fights for rebounds. He's a lunch he's pail tough. guy. He's a lunch pail guy. That's the best yeah. way to characterize him. He, he, is, he doesn't back, back to me anyone. I wouldn't use the term thug. I, I think that's the wrong terminology there. But he is a guy that refuses to back down from anyone. Go back and look at that Kentucky game last year. I'm pretty sure he forced two fouls on Oscar Shibway just because he's driving him nuts. I mean, Kamani is just a force down low. He's an offensive rebound machine at 6'7". He's a Dennis Rodman-type player where he just drives the opponents insane because of how much effort he gives. Absolutely. But when you give up as many uncontested dunks as that big man had underneath, you're going to get beat. How many dunks did he have where nobody was was there? I mean, it's just 
Easy. Yeah, Cockburner's a player, dude. And what? And I was telling Sterling this, or what was happening? They were running that pin down screen. Brazil had four fouls, and he didn't want to pick up the fifth. And he wasn't getting any help because their other guys can shoot the basketball. And when you don't help a big man who has four fouls, and you have a talented player like Cockburner, you're in trouble. And that's exactly what happened last night. Well, Jimmy, we appreciate your call, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, man. You too. All right, good stuff from Jimmy and Conway. Let's talk to Dakota, who's in Mina. I don't even think I needed a rundown this morning, Tommy. We're just getting too many calls and texts. What's up, Dakota? Happy Thanksgiving. Good, good morning, guys. Hope y'all have a great Thanksgiving. You too. I, I hope you're going to enjoy big eating. Uh, I'm just going to touch on two things. One, the basketball game last night. Uh, for me, the only complaint I really had was I thought we rushed a few shots. I thought... Um, Thought we forced. I thought we forced some shots. Maybe early in the game, that first half, the officiating wasn't great, guys. But but it did not lose us the game. Uh, Creighton outplayed us last night. Uh, I'm not willing to say we got out coached. Um, I thought we were in a position to win that game. I think you'll see Creighton uh, top uh, a Sweet 16 team, which I kind of think um, Arkansas is a Sweet 16 or bust. Uh, top team, that's where we expect to be, and anything after that is more than possible. And um, The second thing I want to touch on was uh, raise back football. Guys, we've been we've been pretty hard on uh, Pittman and, and his crew this year, and um, I just want to say, you know, Odom felt the heat, and I feel like they've turned it up on defense, and uh, I've been pretty critical of them, or criticizing of them, and um, I guess I just uh, when, when they do good, they they deserve that uh, respect to to say that they have. And uh, I'll shut up and listen. But guys, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy it with your families. Thank Thanks, you. Dakota. You so too. on the football subject, your last three games defensively, you've allowed 21 total points, a first half, second half shutout against a team that's going to be in Atlanta, LSU. You'll have them 13 points, and against one of the most prolific offenses in the country. He didn't allow a touchdown until the fourth quarter. That's the last three defensive performances from Barry Odom. And they've gotten carved up this year at points. But the last three weeks, it's been tough sledding. And you just hope they can carry on that same momentum into Columbia this Friday. You just If you have an equal performance de- defensively from what you just laid out, you should have a great chance to win the game. Happy Thanksgiving from RFS Bank. They're always there ready to help. In fact, they've been doing that since... 1961, when it all opened up as the Bank of Bentonville, from day one with the folks at Arvest Bank, they made a commitment to putting the needs of their customers first. And here we are 60-some-odd years later, and they've maintained that first that customer-first philosophy and commitment to the communities that they serve as well. You know, Dakota just called from Mina. I bet nearly every community we're in, there's an Arvest Bank there or certainly one nearby. I know there's one right there in Mina as well. And they, uh, they serve the communities. You see them out there with their grills. You see them out in a community events. You see them helping your booster clubs. That's what Arvest Bank is all about. So whether it's a loan or you need an account for deposits, treasury management, credit cards, mortgage loans, mortgage, mortgage services, Arvest Bank is always there and ready to help. Arvest Bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. Find them online at arvest.com. And happy Thanksgiving from Arvest Bank. Sterling's buddy Ethan from Center Ridge brings up this will be a good loss and learning experience for us. And I think last night there was a few plays here and there. There's some grown men that you played against. And 
Arkansas has to realize the young players, the transfers know this already because they played college ball, but you have to be an absolute man when you go for rebounds. And they've gotten that at some points last night. There was a key possession, if you remember, where Cockbrenner missed a layup, and I'm forgetting the guy for for Creighton that got the offensive rebound. I think it was Kaluma that got an offensive rebound, put it back within two minutes to go. It was a battle down low, but it is an absolute war in the paint. And last night, this guy, this team has some size, one of the, probably the few teams all year that can match up with you almost man for man, with the exception of Nimhard. There was some pretty even hype going around that Creighton had against you. And so you just, in these situations, late in games, you just got to know as a young player, whether it's Walsh, Black, when Nick comes back, some of the others, how intense that is. Every little possession matters. And Creighton executed last night. You did to a certain extent, but again, you just came up just short. Success is always built on the foundation of failures. You've got to have rough things happen. You've got to have setbacks happen to make you successful. You always learn more from losing than you do from winning. And that's just the reality. They'll take a lot from this game last night and you know, I imagine they'll apply some of it tonight when we see him play against San Diego State. So, you know, again, I, I don't think I've ever been a part of a postgame show or the morning after show here on the Morning Rush where we've been as positive about a loss. Even at some of those Alabama games in football where you were, a, you know, point short, you know, over the last 10 years, I guess there's been a couple of those, one under Bielema and one under uh, Pittman where you were just, just came up short. I think we're more positive about what happened last night between number nine and number 10 than we ever have been in a game that the Razorbacks came up, you know, a little bit short. I would agree with that. Showed a lot of resolve last night. Derek and Fayetteville just surprised we made it in this morning after being up for hog reaction last night. We were going to show up this morning, man. We had to do a show before Thanksgiving. We want to, we want at some point want to talk some food and we'll definitely do that. Mm. I do want to know. We saw the lineup shrink a little bit last night. No Jalen Graham. Jimmy brought up Kamadi Johnson earlier. As we continue to progress till Nick Smith's return, which I think is going to happen in December, he's going to play this year, guys. I have no inside knowledge of this. He's That's just a guess. I think he's going to play. Who's going to lose out on their minutes? Who's going to be the guy that takes less shots? How is this going to work? The minutes aspect, though, is something that I'm really curious to see how it pans out. It's one of the Mitchell twins. I mean, how, how do they go about doing this in when Nick Smith Jr. comes back? Because I can't remember who brought it up on Hog Reaction last night, but when he's back, he's not losing minutes. He's your guy. I think it's Devontae, but that's, that's just me. I think it's Devo Davis that probably – because I don't think Black or Council are taking – back seats in the guard play. If you're going to go with a, a three-guard, I guess it also may depend on the matchup who you're playing that day. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to have a three-guard, two-big lineup, to me, the answer is Devo. And I think it's also contingent on the, as you said, the opponent and how the game is going. Uh, Devo hit a, a big corner three last night. It just depends on kind of how what's going on during the course of each and every game. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. It doesn't matter what job you're up against. Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment have the power for you to get the job done faster and easier. The PowerShare 20-volt batteries run longer on a single charge, and they can be used with other tools. Check out Menards' entire selection of Works cordless power tools and lawn equipment. Plus the weekly flyer today on Menards.com. Save big money at Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I've never seen a foul count like that in all the time that I've coached. A lot of games, a lot of years, never seen anything like it. You got any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, first half, Arkansas led the foul count like 7-2. to two. And the, At the end of the day, Arkansas had 22 fouls called on the Razorbacks and 16 on Creighton. That's a foul differential of, of six. I'm going to imagine Muss has coached a game somewhere along the way where the fouls were more lopsided than six. I get he's frustrated. He's mad. It's emotional following that game. The bench got teed up. There's a lot of things happening in that ball game. But a foul differential of six, that isn't the the most egregious thing any of us have ever seen in sports. And I would imagine the morning after that, that's not a comment that, that really lives up. Oh, the second half was the most embarrassing form of officiating I think I've ever seen. Those officials should be well, excommunicated. Again, that's just a, that that is they just an be, uneducated. They should be excommunicated, uh, excommunicated oh, from the sport. Leave them in Hawaii. Don't let them come home. Don't oh, let what them a let, punishment that would be. Don't ever let them ref a basketball game again. They should be docked pay. I mean, there are so many things that you the, want the same standard held to you for every show you do. Of course not. You could, you but, could see. but listen, I you know Arkansas was the the more aggressive team at, at most of that second half. There were some things that went on that you know when you look at that the one play that Devo made where he just wraps uh, was it Numbar around the waist or what? I mean, that's a foul, and that's a flagrant one foul. 
I yeah, mean, I didn't have there any were some calls that we don't like or agree with, but that's going to happen in every basketball game. But the idea that it was the most lopsided officiating we've ever seen, I mean, just look at the numbers. I'm not defending any of the calls or the, the rest, but just look at the numbers. The numbers don't bear that out. Brandon agrees with me. He says the second half of officiating was awful, and you using logic and reason in these arguments well, to this point. But it was just, lopsided in favor of the Razorbacks in the first half. No one was jumping up and down and complaining the, what was happening to Creighton in the first half. Jesse said, Tommy defending the refs. What a shocker. They were in the bonus with like No one's defending. Minutes. I'm looking at numbers. There's no defense of the calls here. I'm just saying what Coach is saying is not accurate. That's all I'm saying. Phone lines are lit up. Who would have guessed that? Yeah. Third meeting tonight between Arkansas and San Diego State. You played him twice, once in Little Rock, once in Pine Bluff. Drew Sanders was named a Butkus Award finalist. And I think he's got a great chance to win the Butkus Award. That was awesome. Here's the issue I have. Now, we've talked about Rocket Sanders, who's just busted his tail this season to be the second leading rusher in the Southeastern Conference, only a few yards behind Quinshaw Judkins. He's not a semi-finalist for the Doak Walker. I mean, the second leading rusher in the SEC, who for almost all the year was leading the, the conference in rushing, is not a semifinalist for the best running back in college football. And you look at his stats, the touchdown differential is really the only thing, but he's better than a lot of different guys in several different things. And I was really frustrated to see that he was not even a semifinalist for this award. And I think Corm's probably going to win it, the kid out of Michigan. He's outstanding. But to not even put Rocket as a semifinalist, I hope Coach Pittman was as agitated as I was because I guarantee he wants, when he's re- using stuff as a recruiting tool, he wants to be able to say finalist, semifinalist, whatever. Rocket should be at least a semifinalist for this award. It's this, a joke. This, again, it's not a joke. You're going too far with it. You're on a five-loss team, man. How many... How many? Drew Sanders is a Butkus Award finalist. Okay, how many how many postseason awards do you think a five loss team is going to get? You're lucky Drew Sanders is on that list. I mean, this is what comes along with not winning that, those extra two or three. This is what comes along with not beating A and M and beating Mississippi State. All right, you don't Where's get that? in a lot of these discussions when you're a five loss team. Is that we, Rockets' we fault? Have to, is that uh, the individual's fault? <laughs> okay, I guess. I mean, at the end of the day, is it not on the players and the coaches? I mean, who is it on then? Or, or do we just want to? Or do we just want to spew gasoline everywhere and, and blame everyone else? And it's always a grand conspiracy. Of course, the latter. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's what we want to do. I'm just saying, factually speaking, it's a five-loss team, and five-loss teams don't generally get a lot of postseason accolades. And guess what? When the All SEC team comes out postseason, you're probably not going to have as many as Alabama. You're probably not going to have as many as Tennessee. You're probably not going to have as many as Georgia. And that's because you're a five-loss team. They'll put Judkins and Rocket, I think, on the first team. And I would take some issue if they didn't do it at that point. Can I be vengeful and rageful and raging then? Is that okay? They don't put him on the first team that's of the SEC? That's fine, yeah. I mean, let's just go ahead and put him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame while we're at it. He's on his way. Yeah. That's going to do it for your Hog Update. It's brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any Let's talk to Charlie and Camden. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, guys. Look, hey, uh, Ty, you and Tommy this morning are doing a really good job of debating this whole thing. I, 
Tommy, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something for you. <laughs> no, I'm playing a little devil's, devil's advocate right here for All Ty, right. but I'm gonna do it both. I'm gonna go right down the middle with what you're talking about. Um, I thought I was already down the middle. Try to look, I always I always look at things both sides. So I agree with you. Um, you know, I also agree with Ty. I think the first ten minutes of that second half, they were off. The officiating was awful, but you can argue that there were calls missed on Creighton in the first half or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I think at the end of the day, we lost. And uh, it's over. Let's let it go. Let's move on. We got another game tonight. So another another good test. And uh, I don't know if they're going to have the legs. The one thing that I think Musk probably was more frustrated than anything, Tommy, is how hard they were playing. And it just felt like it got a little one-sided there, that, those 10 minutes. I think that's probably kind of, I do agree with you, though, as far as, like, controlling his bench a little better. Like, those guys need to shut up over there. Yeah. You know, if somebody's going to get teed up, let it be must. I mean, let it be me, you know, and maybe he should put a little handle on that. What if it was uh, a fan, Charlie? <laughs> what if what the ref, ref for state? I don't know. They called it on the bench. I mean, uh, but, but where's this getting started? I mean, I, I mean, are, are we just going to float this out there with nothing, with, with no bases, no backing, no source? No, I, I mean, it wasn't oh, a fan. It was my eyes. It was the you weren't even listening <laughs> to the audience. I, I heard was, it, but I was the, watching it. They, I mean, <laughs> you're just saying something. You're 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 speaking with reckless rhetoric this morning. Reckless abandon. <laughs> reckless rhetoric. That's all it is. Hey, if we bought Clay Henry on the show right now, whose who's side do you think he's taking right here? I think he might he's actually going to take my side. Yeah, they, I think he, they I both think he pander, would go they both pander to the audience rather than the truth about appreciating, <laughs> no matter what it is. All I know is this is the best for T text that we received all morning this is from tim on youtube i got no idea who ty richardson is but he sounds like the voice of reason that's the best text we ever received you know who i am tim first western bank we are more than just a bank we are your partner for all your financial services first western has real professionals with years of experience in banking mortgage insurance and investments from financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. We've somehow, someway held off for an hour and 15 minutes without speaking to food. But our Morning Rush daily question is, what is the best Thanksgiving item? Our number, 877-377-6963. What is the best Thanksgiving you got to break it up into categories. We're talking the main entrees like the meats. We're talking side dishes. We're talking desserts. I think those are the, wouldn't that cover the three big ones? I mean, you could have a miscellaneous catch-all for the rolls and cranberry sauce and you know all that stuff but they everything fits in basically one of three buckets you got turkey and ham maybe you do something different turducken the sides are what make thanksgiving great right i mean that that to me is so, so to me if i'm going to look for the perfect answer to your question it's got to be like in that one-sided like my mom makes this broccoli rice casserole we get it maybe maybe twice, maybe a third time, you know, maybe at Easter. 
Christmas, Thanksgiving, maybe Easter. Uh, green bean casserole. How many tables uh, across our state won't have a green bean casserole on it sometime tomorrow? For me, the best item at Thanksgiving is homemade turkey and dumplings. It was a tradition my grandfather, my mom's dad, John Carter, started in our family. When I, I mean, I don't remember not having a Thanksgiving without turkey and dumplings. Take the broth off the turkey you got. You add a little chicken stock to it. You take some of the the, the dark meat. You get you get that going and hand roll. I've got the recipe. His recipe to make homemade dumplings. You roll that out. Cut them up. I use a pizza cutter. You use a knife, and then uh, you just you so you've get carried going. on the tradition. It sounds like yeah. Right. So for me, it's turkey and dumplings. It's essentially chicken and dumplings, but it's whole homemade with the rich turkey broth. Okay. Here's Mike Leach on his uh, perfect Thanksgiving. Oh, I always make the gravy, and I do make great gravy. <laughs> I'm not a big cook guy, and uh, haven't been, but uh, I've made the gravy for decades. I always, uh, let's see, I always get uh, white meat, a little stuffing, not too much, lots of mashed potatoes, gravy over everything. Hopefully they have greens. They generally don't. And then corner green beans, never sweet potatoes. Ask him if he likes cranberry like sauce. Pies better than any of this pumpkin apple stuff. You oh, know, he's with you. He did not. He doesn't like the pumpkin pie. Oh, pumpkin pie is terrible. Terrible. I like pumpkin pie, but oh. it sounds like Mike Leach is uh, against it. Now we've gotten several texts already. Again, you're welcome to text us or that uh, BBR on YouTube saying he's talking about the the sauce and like you're saying it's all on the sides. The sides are very big part i'm i'm pretty pretty basic i just love mashed potatoes and gravy that's one of my favorite parts of thanksgiving every year and i'm a guy that i know i don't look it but i mean i consumed about three or four pounds every thanksgiving when i i mean was that plate one i mean that's the thing and i heard the afternoon guys talk about this the the different kind of people you got the the person that's going to just load up a plate and just tear up one good plate then you got the grazer i'm probably more the grazer a little bit here, a little bit there, one good plate, but then, you know, you're back in the kitchen sneaking around, you know, picking at the turkey at like 3 o'clock, getting you, you know, making you a sandwich that night. Yeah. That's the other thing that's that's underrated is the leftover turkey sandwiches the next day. And people nowadays love to post their Thanksgiving plate, and there's the people that don't care if everything touch touches or the mm. people that have to have everything in a separate portion on your Thanksgiving plate. This can't Does touch this. Does that bother this. you if things touch? It's all going to get uh, mixed up anyway down there. It's like, what do we always say? Goulash at some point in time. What I like to do, and this is, I'm a, uh, I'm pretty psychotic and uh, psychopath <laughs> when I eat. And so I get a piece Thanks of the turkey, the piece of the mashed potatoes, piece of the stuffing, piece of the green beans. And by the time, like, it's on my fork, this thing is like no ordinary human should uh, try and see, stuff this in a mouth at once. And I do it rookie rookie move see what you got to do is pace yourself i mean there's nothing wrong with nah, a second full that. plate well i mean wh wh why why try to cram it all onto one plate no i'm talking about on the fork like when oh, i combine the oh i food. thought you meant because some people will do it you know it's like they get one trip through the buffet this is not a they're not going to punch a ticket there's not a wristband you're going to get you're going to lose going through the family buffet here so you know don't overload plate one so that there can be a reasonable plate two because you're right. Some people get that, that broccoli casserole all entangled and encumbered with the mashed potatoes. Then you got gravy everywhere. It doesn't go good with the mac and cheese. I mean, just 
you, you make a mess of it. Then it becomes just one big side. So, no. I mean, you got you got to... In fact, I'm not opposed to the sectioned-off dishes because I don't really want my green bean casserole getting mixed in with, you know, the, the fruit salad. Ah, okay. My mom makes this fruit salad stuff. I don't even know how to describe it. You put the fruit salad in there. It's got cottage cheese. It's got Cool Whip. Sounds like Ooh. Rachel Green's recipe on Man. And Friends. Yeah, she's been making that forever. Billy texts in, says that your level of analysis goes up when a food conversation comes into the equation. Well, I know what I'm talking about here. Now, I don't know who was trying to shoehorn in the question, but it was a great one that Mike Leach did not get to. Cranberry sauce. Good or no good? I can leave it. It doesn't really bother. I mean, I'll eat it if it's there, but I don't have to. I'm not an advocate of it. It has to be on the table. One of the things I tell my parents, and this is very, again, very lame, but I, I just want their sister Schubert rolls to be there. And I'm Well, see, that's why you got to have the cranberry sauces for the rolls because it's like jelly. It's Thanksgiving jelly. That's all it is. And I, you know, we've done it where you buy the cranberries and you follow the recipe and you make your own. I just want the one that comes out of the can with the ribs in it still. You know, it's still got, you know, it still looks like the can. Mm -hmm. that, that's fine with me. Sam wants to know, do we do oven-roasted fried or smoked turkey? Smoked. Is smoked. Smoked. I've had the deep-fried ones. I've had the regular oven-roasted ones. I I think we've had smoked Man, one year as well. We've got a, a great family friend. He's one of my dad's closest friends in the whole world, Jody Roop. You know, some of y'all know his, his family's business uh, with Jody's Auto. He smokes turkeys for, for people every year, and my kids don't even, I mean, I'm pretty good around the grill. Jody's really good around the grill. He, he The way he brines, and the, the key to a great turkey, whether it's oven roasted or smoked, is it is the brining process. And, man, I got to learn from that guy because Jody's a great dude, number one, and I... But my kids every year are we getting a Jody's turkey? Are we getting a Jody's turkey? That's all they. That's all they care about. I, see, I feel like you can't become a, a great grill or cook until you consummate and have kids. All the guys oh, that no. I know, they didn't take it up until. And I said my my roommate had started doing it, but he's I would say on the brink of getting engaged at some point in time. I don't feel like that guys games step up until they start having kids and they feel like it's almost a rite of passage to hit that grill and then because your kid you want to be able to you gotta cook for more people that's the reason when you're when you're a uh, single man you're only sense. worried about you know it's kind of like I, I i was off work in the last couple of days by myself you can go to you can go to the meat counter and you can get the biggest bone-in rib because you only gotta buy one well, when you start cooking sense. for three and four and five people and now you, you you better become a little more agile you know, around the flame. That does so. make... I'm really lame. I just do stove chop chicken three or four times a week because right, it's let's, cheap. Let's get some calls or some text on this. I mean, listen, we, we can break down this basketball game. We can break down this football game, but we can break down the family buffet. I think that would be a little more entertaining. That's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily Question. What is the best item that you will consume for the Thanksgiving meal? Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at RedRiverDodge.com. 
This hour of Chuck Barrett on the Morning Rush is presented by V's Barbershop with two locations in Rogers and Bentonville. Visit V's Barbershop online at vbarbershop.com or in person and see why V's is a cut above the rest. So you want to stay on the food for a second? We've got about 15 texts. Let's do it. Chuck not here. He's still, uh, he's he's asleep somewhere in Maui with a grass skirt on. I don't know. Maybe. With a grass skirt on. I'm, hey, that's my story. That's an image to picture. Yeah. Nothing but a grass skirt too, by the way. Jeez. <laughs> Do you think him and Z shacked up together? They didn't I get there. I don't think. I mean, you reach a certain point as a as a grown man. You're not uh, you're not bunking up unless you're forced to. When does that point come? Because I still don't mind sleeping on couches or on an air mattress. Wait, I guess. And now that I'm in this chair, it's in your thirties. Okay, I was advised by Matt Jones, co-host of Halftime, to start sitting in this chair from my back. Because I will say the other one. I'm kind of leaning over a little bit, but this one, like, I don't have any back pain anymore because it's got. I sat nice... in that chair last night for the hall reaction. I did, and I've got that same chair in my office, but I, I the the, the padding, don't like I, I don't like it as much. Okay, well, so, I uh, I'm just hoping I don't I, sit there. I don't have back issues, whatever. William and Jonesboro text in. He really enjoys the dressing and the giblet gravy. So, what is the difference between regular gravy and and is it giblet or giblet? I think I you go either way, either depending way. on what part of the state you're from. But yeah. well. Yeah, it, have you ever prepared a turkey for the Thanksgiving meal? I'm going to guess the answer is no. At 27, have I been I'm tasked? I'm going to guess the answer is yeah, no. I think, no. I'm, think I'm safe in that assumption. But, you know, you dig into the cavity there and you get the neck and the giblets and all that stuff out. And you use that to boil it, as as Mike Wallace would say, you boil it down to low gravy. That becomes the... Okay. The base for it. So I got to be honest. All the stuff that's left over, you're not going to eat. You make broth out of it and you or, and then you can... You can use some of that stuff also uh, in the gravy-making process. My daily task on Thanksgiving, Tommy, consists of the Al Bundy, one hand in my pants, <laughs> the other on a piece of some sort of food, sitting next to the television watching football. Yeah. I am worthless on Thanksgiving. Now, I always ask the my best parents, meal of the year, and it's not yeah. even close. I always ask my parents, hey, do y'all need anything? Can I? And they're just like, You no, don't really I mean, mean it, do you? You really don't want to move to do anything. Now, if your dad said, I hope he, I, I, I hope Baylor Brad's the, listening. Yeah, Ty, could you take the trash out? I just, I would keep I'd finding you meaningful, uh, meaningless task here that, that you're capable listen, of. Yeah, take the trash out for that. Him. That man put up with a lot of crap as a single father and a lot of stuff. So if I need to take the trash out, I'm going to take it. His days of uh, taking on water is not over with you. No, of course not. And I'm the dumbest. I say that I've done a lot of dumb things, but one of the the things that he showed the most patience ever with me before when I tore my ACL as a senior, I was having to sleep on the couch downstairs because it was hard to get old Crutch McGee upstairs. And I'm sitting there and. I, I didn't want it was three o'clock in the morning and I had to I had to pee. And yeah. so I thought it was a good idea instead of having to wake them up and them helping me get to the bathroom, I'm just going to pee in a cup. And when I woke up I realized that I missed and it got all over one of their couches and uh shortly after they then sold those sold not sold, they dumped both of those couches. Yeah, there was no they selling that. You'd ruin the value. Matching at that point. So, I, he, again, he's put up with a lot. All right. Well, that'll end the uh, Thanksgiving meal talk right there. Uh, well, no. <laughs> Joseph and Co. wants to talk about ham and green bean casserole. Okay. Now, you said broccoli. Let's talk, uh, for, let's talk about the, the, the three categories. You got the meat, the sides, and the desserts, right? I mean, that, that that's the basic components of the of the Thanksgiving meal. Is 
Is there a Thanksgiving? Now, Christmas, we've evolved, I think, in our lifetime. We used to, you'd have the turkey and the ham at Christmas, especially the ham. You can't have Thanksgiving meal without turkey, right? I know some tried. I've heard some having lasagna and enchiladas and non-traditional. You do non-traditional Christmas, not non-traditional Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, Newsflash, apparently we're doing a non-traditional Thanksgiving this year. My parents are surprising us. You can... I, I, I feel bad for you then. Ah, it doesn't really matter I mean, to me, man. Get, how often do you roast a turkey or smoke a turkey or even deep fry? It's once a year. You, Maybe twice. You've eaten with me before. It's not like my palate is the... Uh, but, but Thanksgiving's uh, sacred. It's the best meal of the year. It's not Christmas. In fact, Christmas is maybe fourth. Behind... Thanksgiving's <laughs> one. Okay. I'm going to put Easter at two. Because Easter's the perfect counterbalance to Thanksgiving. We don't ever have turkey at Easter, but we always have a great ham. And you get this great sides. Again, I come back, the staple, the, the glue that holds together the Thanksgiving meal is the sides. You get all those same sides at Easter. Easter's the number two meal of the year. July 4th, 3, and Christmas is about 4. Because what? Christmas comes so close to Thanksgiving, it's not as special. What is your favorite holiday of the year? Is it? Oh, and again, we're getting piled up with text, y'all. We'll try, I'll try and get to as many of these as possible. Y'all well, Christmas is my favorite holiday. Is I mean, it? the best holiday meal, though, is Thanksgiving is not close. Okay. Not today. You're not, mm-hmm. a, you don't, you don't partake in Thanksgiving. This isn't a holiday that you Oh, there'll probably celebrate. be a few, few tonight. I mean, we're not okay. going out. We're not running the town, you know. Did you enjoy? I know you com- probably will. Did you but- enjoy coming back home and sending about five texts to old flames from high school saying, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" Is I didn't that have something- to. They sent them to me. Oh, okay. So, Did y'all have uh, texting back when you're in post high school? Oh, we had smoke signals. Okay. You know, we we, we sent letters Call by them uh, on the Zach Morris Pony phone. Express. You know, delivered the mail uh, back in those. <laughs> Our big night. You you have drinks giving, and I guess tonight will be y'all's big. Yeah, night. Yeah, you send. What you do is you go when you go home. You see and you I, try I, and see I, people. Yeah. Old school though, we went out Thanksgiving night. So you had the family, Jeez. you did all that, and we'd be we'd be out, and the the, the, the places downtown would be open mm, six seven o'clock Thanksgiving night, and they'd be packed. Really? Yeah. yeah we, I guess I'm it's, way too old for that now, but yeah, that's what went on. 25 years ago it shifted back i guess a day from your generation to my generation because this is a uh, a holiday that some of the millennials and generation z celebrate at some point just seeing old friends and seeing some high school people you hadn't seen a minute some you want to see some you don't want to see all right let's keep this going more text here, 877-377-6963 matt's grandpa always used to do a vinegar and barbecue pork and it was mm. far better than his grandma's dry turkey. Whoa, throwing shade this morning, Matt. I it, the turkey is a is a part of Thanksgiving for many that it you have to have it. I mean, I I just want good food to be with family and watch some football. I'm pretty, but the turkey is I, I, maybe I'm just the too centerpiece. Yes, I mean you could do. I mean, who is it? Ryan and Prairie Grove. They're doing smoked sirloins. That sounds fabulous. Can we not throw a turkey breast on just to complete the meal? That's all That's all I'm saying. Pork loins go great. I mean, all these other things, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. But it's just Thanksgiving's not complete unless you have some turkey. Derek and Fayetteville, back to our food-touching question. He doesn't like his food-touching, but he will put mashed potatoes and corn mixed up together. <laughs> My kids, and they've grown out of this a little bit. I mean, mostly grown out of it. But we got a whole collection of plastic plates that have the 
little compartments. We still use them daily in our house because I had one that uh, he'd have a little bit of a fit if his food was touching. So, and that, that's the, the son, right? Yeah, he was bad I'm gonna, about it. I'm gonna have to talk to to Dylan about that. He's kind of got grown all that now, but man, five, six, seven years ago, he's be thirteen soon. But is he the Nuggets kid? That the oh, yeah, but kid? He, it's it's all flip flop, and you'll learn this someday that. You know, your kids are picky and don't want anything and that when they're young, and then they grow up and they'll eat everything, and then the ones that'll eat anything when they're small become the pickiest when they're 10, 11, 12 <laughs> years old. That's exactly what's happened in my house. I will say I, I've started – I think it's your – doctors help me on this, but I think your taste buds change every seven years. You start to expand on that. I think that's what I was taught growing up, and I noticed that, like, at 7, then 13, then, like, 20, I started to like things that I used to – to not like Gator in Fayetteville says, um, Tommy, the Lord put cranberry sauce on earth to help identify psychopaths. It's gross. <laughs> well, Gator, I guess Fayetteville. I am. One. I mean, I can live without it, but if there's cranberry and there will be, cause I'll make sure of it. If there's cranberry sauce on the table, I'm, I'm getting me a little, little tablespoon of that, you know, not a teaspoon, a full helping tablespoon. It's but, like jelly. I mean, if you, if you like grape jelly, I mean, it's like the next door neighbor to grape jelly. Who doesn't like that on their Sister Schubert's roll or their Martha Harp roll? Which way are you going, Sister Schubert's or Martha Harp? We don't have a Harps in Little Rock, so unless I brought them down, we're going Sister Schubert. That's the only Sister Schubert's what we will have, but the Martha Harp rolls are the closest thing to my great grandmother who made the homemade rolls every time, and they were they're like the big tall ones like that. Man, they so that's is as it, close as I've found, you know, over the counter, if you will. Is Coach Hatfield having those tomorrow? I would bet it be, he is. I bet it, he is. Would it be blasphemy if he did not <laughs> consume any of those? And those tomorrow? Martha Harp rolls. I, yes. I've heard that. How long has that commercial with that tagline been running? I don't know, but it, it it's effective. Here we are talking about it. So David South Arkansas, Tommy, he's going non traditional and doing some ribs. Who were and you were talking about someone doing ribs? sirloins it's earlier? Oh I'm again I I'm I just, don't have a problem with any of it. Just add just, a little turkey. You, you know? just want a turkey. Yeah. You know, I, I, listen, if you did everything on the smoker, I'm going to, here's one thing I'm going to do. I'm going, we're doing the stuffing, smoke stuffing. I will do, I'll, I'll be That's working good. on that today. Wesson so. Wesson Hinesville says his favorite thing to consume on Thanksgiving is a cold Shinerbach. That's my brother-in-law's favorite beer, Wes. I, uh, I think that some people are having to put up with your family and mother-in-law's it's, the, it's always the mother-in-laws, right? It's never the sister-in-laws no. or the brother-in-laws. It's always the mother-in-laws. At least that's what I've been told. Oh, I don't know. My, I've got I've got a pretty good set, not just because they may be listening, but oh. no, I've got a pretty good set of, of in-laws. Smart to say that publicly and tell me something no, different they privately. Are. She's going to make, and we'll tell you one thing we ask her to make every time is uh, is deviled eggs. I don't know how, how you are on deviled eggs, but I don't eat a lot of them during the year, but she'll make them at, at, at Thanksgiving and Christmas, and they are just, Good. Everybody asked for her to bring deviled eggs, so they were really good. So, all right, that's uh, that's that. I don't even know what to call that this morning. Food this talk, morning, but it was good, and it and it and it's making me hungry. It's brought to you by V's Barbershop. If you want to look your best for the holidays, you get to V's Barbershop. They got four locations in Arkansas. I went to the one in Rogers not long ago, and they they gave uh, they gave me the, the the shave and the trim, and got the hair looking good. Got a new fade going on. And uh, probably never looked better in the last 10, 15 years than after I left V's. It's an old-fashioned barbershop. I remember growing up, you'd go to the barbershop, and, man, they'd, they'd sharpen that, that, that straight razor on that leather strap, and they'd get that warm lather of shaving cream on your neck or, 
Uh, you'd always see my dad. He'd get a, a, a neck trim below his beard. They do all of that type of stuff. They got a TV right near every chair so you can watch the game or whatever's going on. Then when it's all done, they give you a neck and shoulder massage that relaxes you and sends you on your way. Two locations in Little Rock, one on Chenal and one on Cantrell. And then one in Bentonville as well on Southwest 14th Street. And then the one at uh, in Rogers on South Pleasant Crossing Boulevard in the Pleasant Crossing Shopping Center. If you like uh, an old-fashioned barbershop but with great modern service, you're going to love what you find at V's Barbershop. Log on to vsbarbershop.com. They set the new standard for barbershops. And again, that's vbarbershop.com to book your reservation today. Joseph and Cove says his mother-in-law is the best mother-in-law I have. <laughs> well, they say I'm the best son-in-law they have around their house. <laughs> Golly. The, uh, the, the entertainment value that we get on this show talking about relationships. So I'm in a stage of life where single and I, I hear from my friends that are dating engaged or married and some of the entertainment value i get out of those conversations is top tier it's unbelievable and i just won't say anything for five or ten minutes because i just listen to them it's hysterical some of the things they go and, I, and they just look at me and just say just wait just wait and i'm sure that you probably have a story or two over the years from that said mother-in-law but only positives right only positives only positives only so. positives so uh, it, it, either way, you put up with family this holiday season. You're thankful for them for a variety of ways. I do have some friends that uh, do not have the best family situation, so that makes me eternally grateful, especially since mine a blended one. And I got a great stepmom and three great stepsisters. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned. Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Cody texted in. He appreciates us doing a late game reaction and being on point this morning, calling us professionals. Now, Cody, I would not go that far as the professional terms, but I have discovered this new thing called coffee, which uh, helps on a late night and then an early morning. You know, I I was at uh, Neighbors Mill on Monday, 
And I had about three cups of coffee there. I may have to get into the coffee game a little more. I don't know why I've uh, not put, but that was, I don't know. Mike said, "Hey, you want a cup of coffee?" And it just the mood. Yeah, actually, I do. And uh, three cups later, man, it was pretty good. Pretty good. I don't put anything in. I drink it black, like Chuck. I don't know. Just trying to. I've got a good mentor, I guess, and maybe uh maybe <laughs> you need a mentor to drink coffee. I mean, I, my dad's done it, but it just never. I mean, I'm a what? The only thing I'm worried. The only thing I'm worried about with it is the one I'm gonna become addicted to. Like I, I got pretty nice teeth thanks to dr marston mckinney and i don't want them yeah. to turn those monthly bleaching yellow. sessions are working out for you so no i just brush my teeth three times a day i use the crest good body wa- not mm. body wash mouthwash but it i have a good smile it's one thing teeth, teeth whitening you yeah. don't give me many positive much positive feedback in terms of my looks but you will you have said before i have a good smile yeah it's an award-winning smile yeah. it's what keeps this company afloat i was waiting for a retort to that a quick <laughs> but Guess see that's why you need coffee because mm. you'd have a quick a quick jump back a quick. I think some things are so absurd they don't need a return. Ah, okay. Let's talk to Josh and text our this morning. Josh, you're on the Texas or Arkansas side this morning. I'm on the Arkansas side. Good, this morning. good. You know we the good guys. Yes, very much so. I got neighbors from every university in the world down here. Strange so <laughs> part. Boy, you talk about a place that's but, uh, grown. And you drive through it. I mean, if you hadn't been through Texarkana in a while, you drive through there, heading to Dallas or somewhere down I-30. Man, that place has blown up in the last five or ten years. Home of Landon Jackson, Pleasant Grove High School. Yeah, that's, that's where my kids go. Uh, I hate to be the dead horse, but i got to get on this officiating a little bit. The stat line, oh, bring it on. Bring it on, Josh. Keep it coming. The, the, stat, the stat line on the fouls, you know, versus fouls, team, team, it wasn't the same kind of foul. You know, uh, I see Musk's frustration uh, and, and the fan base's frustration by how they called them. There was a a second review on a possible flagrant against Brazil, and he didn't even touch the guy. <laughs> you know, he didn't even touch him. And you know, if they if they can review a flagrant, why can't they review a no foul? And one of the highlights. Uh, Hang on. So you're advocating for more time. replay. I just want to make sure I'm clear here. Well, no, no, not necessarily. But they they stopped the game for ten minutes to check a flagrant, and it wasn't it wasn't even a foul. Didn't even touch it. Y'all remember that? Yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't say he didn't touch him. That that would not be accurate either. But I mean, it was a foul. Well, it was I mean, not a flagrant foul. Uh, that was a, if it was a foul. There was it was a about pass the, going the, to the hoop, and there was a restriction to catch it. It's uncatchable. That's We're going the other way, Chuck. That is not a rule. Uncatchable out of bounds, Arkansas ball. We're going the other way, Josh. Let Josh finish his thought. I think the only thing that touched him was was his breath. But either way, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the 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 replay they kept showing of their seven footer making this highlight dunk. You know, he body slammed Mitchell before he went and made the dunk. And where's where's that at? I I, I see the frustration, but and then at the end of the day. We make we make more free throws. We walk away winning. You know that's that's it's, it's that simple. Uh, we didn't take advantage of that. We played our hearts out. We learned how to make some free throws. I don't care what the officiating does. We're going to be unstoppable. We pick Philly, baby. Y'all have a good morning, Josh. We appreciate it, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving uh, again. Calls and texts eight seven seven three seven seven six nine six three. 
Jackie in Cherokee Village says, Arkansas got hosed on some ghost fouls. I know that was the one that probably sixed in your crawl this morning because you felt like Trevin was playing some pretty good defense. If there was a tug, it was ever so slightly. I will say that cock. Kalkbrenner kid can play. He's an outstanding basketball player. And Hang on. Which, was it a tug that was ever so slight or there, he wasn't there was touched at there. all? Nothing there. I mean, the idea he that we went to re- He breathed on him like Josh said. Yeah. Whatever. So. You know, it's nice. It's nice because I, I mean, usually get... I'm not defending anything. I mean, everybody thinks that's all I do is defend him. I just want... Let's just... Let's be realistic about what our eyes saw. And if our if your eyes saw no that foul. there was zero contact, then you didn't watch the play. And Josh sounds like an intelligent caller, an intelligent person that maybe understands the game, uh, you know, pretty well. I mean, you know, you're, you, I know you're just wanting to fan the flames because you think it's fun for me. But but listen, I mean, to say there was zero contact on that play, you're just you're not watching. You're not watching objectively at all. Listen, I get pelted and and dragged and ridiculed on this show on a daily basis. And the one time it's going against you, you're just Oh, it's not to... going against me, though. See, that's where you're wrong. You just think it's going against me. I don't care. Got all these listeners, man, including that's Papa fine. Gary. Papa I, Gary says there was no, no way, foul, Tommy. No, no one's foul. ever going to agree with the officials. I, I that That is something I know. And 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 you're only even when your team wins. Here's the the other phenomenon of it. Even when your team win, wins, they think the officiating's terrible. You know, that's Stoney just the way from it Branson's is. Branson's on my side, Tommy. It's an He's act on my that gets side. old. It's an act that gets old. And, and just like last night, Muss is, and we were having this discussion after the game last night. You know, Muss gets a, another bench technical, whether it was him or you know, you're you're fanning the flames of this whatever that it was someone in the stands i don't know how we come up with that but someone on that bench said the wrong thing that got the bench in trouble and this can't go on game after game these antics and this this uh frustrate i mean last night was probably a good spot for that but my point is you can only play that card so many times in the year it can't be every game you know at some point you you know as the old adage goes sometimes you gotta be better than the other team and the officials if that's what you think's beating you, be better than them too. But it just gets a little old where it's game after game, week after week. That that this that's the reason we got beat. I've never heard Eric Musselman cuss. He's a saint on the sideline. If you give yeah. him a technical, you're just a bad ref. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to Jesse in Mountain Home. Good morning, Jesse. Uh, good morning, guys. Hey, you know, I'm, I guess if we're going to beat this horse, uh, let's beat it good. Um, <laughs> I, I'm on to- I'm on Tommy's side side of side of this um i really you know i don't guess there was a real certain call one way or the other that that i had an issue with Um, i would have liked to see a little less foul calling just across the board you know let them play it out they they were playing a good hard game it really didn't seem like any of the players were getting chippy uh too bad so you know let let things play out a little bit better uh man my big takeaway though this team is fantastic. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, I texted you all last night. You know, they're just going to get better. You had Nick Smith. You had a little more experience than playing as a team. They're going to get better. Uh, Sideline, the bench, they got to calm down, uh, especially with a young team, because the, the young players are going to mirror what the coaches are doing. You know, they're, they're, this isn't the NBA where the, where the players will kind of walk off and let the coaches argue. No, these young players are going to mirror that, and that's going to be problematic as the year goes on. And you're going to start getting teams that are going to start picking that apart uh, and, and using that against you. So, anyway, I can't hardly hear you guys on, on my phone, so I'm going to hang up and listen on the radio. 
Y'all have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. All right, you too, Jesse. Jesse, thank you for the, the call this morning. Yeah, I think, again, I know that you're frustrated this morning with how last night occurred and your thoughts on officiating is probably slanted one way. But in addition to that, as Jesse just brought up, you're proud of this basketball team. Even when they were down by four and I think five at one point late in the game, they just kept calling back. They said, nope, we're not quitting. This team showed a lot of resolve last night, even in a loss. Let's talk to Chad and Fayetteville. Chad, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, uh, I'm going to kind of mirror what Jesse said uh, there a minute ago. I, I'm proud of our guys. I mean, if, if you think about the game as a whole, we were down several times. I think there was a point where we were down like nine 11 points, something like that, and we kept fighting back. And if you if you watch the game as a whole, I get, like, I don't agree with some of the, the fouls the refs call, but at the same time, we shouldn't be put in that position. We should be able to overcome the fouls. We we shouldn't, you know, I think I think uh, that's where experience comes in. Um, you know, we, we do have a good, good group of guys, but they're also young, and I think uh, – the way we played last night, uh, it, I think we played a better, more well-put-together game than than what I had pr- initially expected with our guys being, you know, so young and uh, playing a veteran team like Creighton. Uh, with that being said, if, if you go back to, I think it was like 2.3 or 1.9 seconds, uh, Anthony Black hit that clutch three. I mean, he hit threes the last two minutes of the game that, that were just absolutely mind blowing with that. Uh, I'll end my plane here. Uh, and, uh, I'll listen to what you've got to say. Thank you, gentlemen. Love the show. Thanks, Chad. And on that three just was hacked, barely got the shot up, buried it right. See, between. This is, that, that's not true either. That's not true either. According to Mus and Anthony, it was, well, that Do didn't make it that? right. Do you not see them doing that? Got fouled. Just because they're doing that doesn't make it right. Doesn't you make think it correct. They lie to the officials. <laughs> You're part you, of the problem. I put you in a box. You're part of the. Oh, you didn't put me in a box. I mean, just again, go watch the video. I mean, all you're doing is eroding what little bit of credibility you have left when you say things like that. Well, because the video doesn't support what you're saying. According to Brian and Rogers, there'd be no bench antics if they had competent officiating. Well, okay, define me what competent is. <laughs> Not last night. That's not a definition. Give me another definition. Give me a, you know. Calls that favor the Razorbacks okay, and screw so the they, other team. So you don't want competent officials. <laughs> so that's my point. None of, us, none of us want fair and balanced. We want an unfair advantage. Let's just all admit what we really want. We want it slanted our direction. We don't want fair and objective and down the middle. That's not what any of us want. We want we want the foul count to be thirty to nothing in the in the favor of the Razorbacks. Let's just be honest about what we want. Titus loves the good cop bad cop deal we have going on this morning. <laughs> it's not by design, Titus. It is what it is. Oh man, I'm do you sure. really think? I mean, I mean, honestly, you saw the play. Honestly, he, he got hacked. He got mutilated. Foul. I mean, you're you're just eroding what little bit of sense I think you have. You're you're just. I mean, if you just if you take the the jerseys off those players and you just look at the play, put Duke and Kansas out there, 
No one, no one in our fan base thinks that's a foul. I've never seen a more egregious non-call in my entire <laughs> life of 27 years mm. than watching basketball. You're just pandering, hoping, Anthony Black hoisted and somehow, some, some way, small fan base double clutched and just buried a three-pointer. Mm. You should have tied that game. You should have mm. gone to OT. But listen, the refs just didn't want you to win last night. That's what it comes down to. Zero contact. <laughs> it wasn't, you know it. JW is in London. Good morning, JW. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey. Hey, I, unfortunately, gentlemen, I disagree with both of you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's oh, so, good. So, cop, so shed, bad cop shed, thing is shed some wisdom on this, JW. That you got to it out. The technical was total BS. That should never have happened. I, you know, and I, and I know how Muzz is. He's going to agitate refs anyway. But refs are going to be what they are, no matter what happens. What Muzz really needs? Do you remember a guy? They played on a great Celtic team named Robert Parrish. The Chief. Uh, the Chief, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the deal. We need, if the refs are not going to enforce the calls in the paint, we'll just bring in our own enforcer and well, enforce them ourselves. That was a different day and I time. I mean, you know, guys yeah. don't foul they out. Would put what you the in, heck? They'd yeah. put you in prison for what went on back in the 80s and <laughs> the NBA in the early 90s. So. Best thing, I think that maybe where they got Parrish. The, well, anyway, the best thing he ever did. I when, just think they need an enforcer. They got a lot of good talent on that team, but they really need a body inside to do some banging once in a while. I just think they need it. Anyway, thank you all. Thanks, JW. So probably the most known play that Robert the Chief Parish ever did it was in Bill A is the Pistons and Celtics. Oh. I think it was eighty it's either eighty four or eighty seven. And he just starts bashing Bill Lambeer. And Bill Lambeer was known. Bill Lambeer was a, is a, just a terrible human being. He <laughs> would intentionally step under the ankles of opposing. You weren't even born then. I, tr- dude, I'm, trust me. I know 80s and 90s basketball. I'm not he saying would, you don't. But. He would intentionally step under the ankles of opposing players. and sprain, I mean, Chief was always spraining his ankles when the, the Pistons and Celtics were going at each other. So one time, Robert had enough and just hacked the absolute ever letting you know what out of them. Celtics fans loved it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what probably the play that JW is referring it to. It was uh, a fun time. I mean, you didn't miss an Eastern Conference final back then. I mean, that was must-see TV because you knew there was going to be a fight when uh, when the Celtics and the Pistons got together. Hey, the recent fallout of crypto exchange platforms, and talking particularly with FTX, has money uh, has your money wondering what's the future and, and what, what the future holds for cryptocurrency. Check out the latest episode of the Mach 1 Market Moment podcast as uh, local financial experts weigh in and tell you what's going on. Head to Mach1FG.com. That's Mach, M-A-C-H-1-G.com to find out more. Mach 1 Financial Group, LLC is a SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. For full disclosures, go to Mach1Financial.com slash disclosures. Happy Thanksgiving from Mach 1 Financial Group. Jim wants to talk football this morning. Well, Jim, K.J. Jefferson was asked about the Missouri Tigers. Two years ago, we know what he did on the road with Traylon Burks. They come up just short in a loss. And he talked about the Tigers going to come out playing with their hair on fire. Arkansas has to match that same intensity. I feel like they're going to come out like their hair's on fire, man. They're going to come out, hit us with everything they got, do some things up front, try to junk up the run, try to throw different different schemes at us and try to get us to off our game, off balance. So just being able to just come out and just start fast and execute at a high level. They got to do that. 
on Friday. Again, this is a team that's playing for their postseason eligibility. You've never won in Columbia. You've never beaten Missouri back-to-back years. Sam likes to cross off that checklist. He loves doing that. Lose to A&M 10-plus years. Check. You go out and beat him. I mean, he loves to beat teams that you haven't beat against the Wild. I hope we can say that after Friday's game, Tommy. Another check mark on the list. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we've talked about the record earlier in the show about, you know, just while there's probably not a ton of difference in the quality of the bowl game you're going to, it's seven wins versus six. Just the way you end your season, maybe another player or two come back, and it gives you a chance at eight, which would get you back to the within one of last year in the in total wins. So, you know, I think there's a lot at stake, and this rivalry, it's this shotgun marriage arranged wedding rivalry we've got between Arkansas and Missouri is actually going to turn into something. Then, um, then we need to see Arkansas go win this game on their turf for a change. And I think they can do it on Friday. They've got the pieces. They've got the momentum. Just go out and execute. Now, Eli Drinkwitz was asked about K.J. Jefferson earlier this week. He says, golly, I hope he's graduating or going pro, having to see him for a third golly. consecutive Doesn't that year. sound like something he would say, golly? Doesn't that sound like uh, something Eli Drinkwitz would say, well, golly, well, well golly. Isn't Gus's thing that Gus's never swears? He says, dang nabbit and darn it and stuff. I mean, you know him. Doesn't he never? Well, I wish I had that ability to correct. not swear. Now, I have that ability for the most... I, I, I occasionally let one loose on this show, but it's not the George Carlin. Is it seven or 13 words you can't say? 72. Okay, 72. I don't let one of those go, but off air, my vocabulary is not as uh, dialed down, if you will. But I don't know how guys do it, especially in the coaching profession. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.